1: Hi, welcome back to Friend Crush. I'm your host, Amber Akila. This is my podcast where I talk about stuff and things, cute, chaotic, and critical thinking. We are in the business of being hot and having fun. You can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, SoundCloud at Amber AKiller. The meme page for this podcast is friend.crush on Instagram. Sign up for the newsletter so you can get updates on the podcast. If you become a paid subscriber, then you get access to my voice memo series where I share like more chaotic unhinged thoughts and reply to questions from listeners and also just like, you know, sharing things that are happening like as they occur. So would love to have you there. Also, you can cop merch for the podcast on the website friendcrush.club. I'm going to be doing like intermittent drops when I can, sorting out logistics, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm so excited for today's episode of Boy Confessions. It's so funny how these guys always come on like so sure about what they want to say and who they are, and I feel like they always realize something, or I'm always like kind of challenging what they think in the process of our conversations and in the same way that I learn a lot about you know their perspective the male psyche etc so I hope you enjoy this episode let me know what you think and without further ado boy confessions with Christopher welcome to the podcast Christopher Thank you for being on today's episode of boy Confessions Christopher is not Christopher's real name just for everyone uh, in case you want to start doing some FBI shit but how are you
0: I'm good um, tired but good
1: do you want to share like just a little bit about you your age location background
0: um, yeah I just turned 30 um, mm-hmm. which is led to me, I think, reflecting a lot, even though it's just a number and age. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: We can talk about that a bit more Um, in a second.
0: um, I was born in Perth and I live in Perth currently, but I moved around a lot as a kid, basically because of my dad's job. We just followed him around to different places. Um, Uh I used to work in data science, or I mean, some people call it AI, but... data science as like a consultant and then now i work in like web app development um, Mm -hmm. for resource companies and stuff Um,
1: Mm -hmm. what's your current relationship status i'm single yeah are you like actively dating or intentionally single or like messing around
0: or no like i'm i'm on dating apps like kind of half using them but Mm -hmm. i'm only really interested if like i'm not really interested in someone who just wants to hook up i guess like i kind of Mm -hmm. just date and see where it goes but i'm looking for something longer term
1: what were you going to say before
0: Uh, i was just going to talk about my interests like even though i work in like tech and work with a lot of people who are just very like singly minded around that like i've had a fairly like tumultuous like journey to like this career position Mm -hmm. like i kind of thought like for a while i was going to do like journalism and then like just something like commerce for a bit and kind of didn't really settle on anything and then just kind of ended up in this job. So mm-hmm. uh,
1: did you study what you're currently like working the field that you're currently working in?
0: Yeah. Computer science. But then I dropped out like, after my second year, mm-hmm. um, got an internship through my dad and, um, and then they were just like, you just want to keep working here? And I was like, yeah, and I just stopped studying and just kept working.
1: Well, So, You've been working in tech and then now you're on leave as a result of realizing that you're like burnt out.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: haven't quit your job. So you could go back to your job after this, but you haven't decided if you're going to go back. Yet.
0: Uh, I will go back because I need money. <laughs> <So. Yeah. laughs>
1: How long is your leave?
0: I'm taking three weeks off because I haven't gone on leave in like three years, apart from like christmas mm-hmm. break which i don't really count mm-hmm. as a break because that's like with family and it's just draining it's fun mm-hmm. but like you're not resting Until last year i was like in like a middle mid-level management position and then both people above me my mentor and my immediate boss they both resigned <gasps> two other people in my team resigned and it was just myself and two others in like our team and the ceo was like yeah we need you to like run everything for a while while we like <laughs> look for people i was oh like okay God. i got paid more for it but um That's good. And I had to, like, hire people and, like, train them up and, like, teach them, like, not not train, like, as in skill, but, like, what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was, like, very draining, like, that whole experience. Mm -hmm. And then I moved back to a technical role. And then because I'd been in management for a while, I felt, like, rusty and not, not, like, up to par. So I think I was just overworking Mm -hmm. for, like, months. Mm. Not even necessarily, Mm. uh, like, in hours, but sometimes, like, I would start at, like, nine, but work till like six or seven when the sun is down and then maybe go to the gym Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. this constant cycle of like leaving house, coming back to house and it's like dark and there's like nothing to do. (laughs) And I just Mm -hmm. watch succession or something and then go to bed. (laughs) yeah um and then uh, yeah i felt really burnt out i lost the will to like do any work I talked to my psychologist and she's like yeah you should just take leave and stay at home and don't tell people that are draining you that you're on leave because otherwise they'll ask for more of your energy clever which is a good idea
1: yeah because you mentioned before like you thought that if you just went on holiday it would be better but you're you realize that you actually just need to like do nothing
0: i think that's like what a lot of people think they think like a holiday is like a healing experience especially if you are overworked or stressed about something at home like holidays can be quite hectic it depends what type of person you are but you you've paid all this money to be there you want to Mm. be there and then you can't just laze around all day I mean you can I feel like a lot of people will feel kind of guilty if they did that travel to some amazing destination or country and you're just sitting in your hotel room for the whole week Mm. so I realized that that wasn't going to be the thing that would make me feel better
1: you mentioned like that you thought carefully about pitching yourself to be on this episode, what do you think were your like motivations to do this? Because I appreciate the effort that you took into writing a short message with context (laughs) because that's how low the bar is these days. You know, like the guys that I specified like non creative industry and I had creative industry guys pitching themselves. No, not even like why they should be on it. Just like, what about me? And I'm like, well, you fucking work in music. So no,
0: (laughs) I guess, yeah, I fit into the filter that you said, no creative people, and I was like, mm-hmm. I could actually end up on this thing. So, like, how do I increase my chances? Lots of people may reply, um, mm. and I think I know from like how you how you are on like, well, you present yourself on Instagram. If someone presents like a shit or low quality reply, like you, <laughs> you probably would have like screenshotted it and been like, look at this idiot. And I was like. <laughs> I did not want to be that person, so I just had it like open for like a minute.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but you were like interested in discussing the the like general topics.
0: At the moment, like the the value for me is like, I'll download this episode and keep it. And when I'm like fifty, I can like listen to what my answers You're were. thirty to this year stuff. Old self. Yeah, and I don't mm-hmm. think that's something that you can try and do it yourself. But I think it's more interesting when someone else is prompting and asking questions.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think are, like, the main influences in how you understand masculinity and, like, your own masculinity? Or do you have any... What are your thoughts around this concept? I'm curious.
0: Um, In terms of influences, like... Because my dad worked in... And this is, like, a very, like, Perth thing, but he worked in, like, mining. Was wasn't that he was away, Mm -hmm. like, a lot, but, like, definitely predominantly raised by my mum. So I think... I feel like i have a bit i was especially as a child like a lot more a little bit more like most of my friends were like girls until i was about like 12 Mm -hmm. 13 um like more Mm -hmm. of like a feminine influence i guess in that way and my dad Mm -hmm. even quite a like shy and reserved person not your typical like macho you know that type of view of Mm -hmm. a man so i guess that's influenced it a lot and then people i've looked up to have been usually like musical artists and stuff like that so that those type of role models versus mm-hmm. you know sports people and stuff like that
1: what kind of musicians have you looked up to in your lifetime
0: not as much like right now but it's like a very generic answer mm-hmm. but frank ocean like for a while like i just mm-hmm. i liked his music a lot but i just liked how he seemed to be living his life like kind of quiet but mm-hmm. confident at style mm-hmm. kind of was just doing whatever he wanted um for a while um, mm. He released, like, a book, like, with his album, and a lot of it had just, like, what he was doing between albums. The Boys
1: Don't Cry magazine?
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous of someone who can just explore different types of work or art for, like, years and just, like, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, not not that I would, like, pursue art. Having the, like, money and time to just do that and not have any other pressure on you mm-hmm. is... It seems just, like, ideal to Do
1: me. you feel like you're understanding of masculinity has been challenged by people around you or like the society the bubble in which you've lived in or you feel like relatively comfortable in how you know present yourself or how you
0: i think definitely challenged um probably Mm -hmm. till like early 20s when i maybe understood that it was fairly normal to not fit into that you know just typical kind of silent strong not silent, mm. but... Was
1: there, like, a turning point that you can think of or do you think it was, like, a gradual sort of understanding?
0: I think gradual. Um, probably just travelling more, yeah. meeting more people. Definitely mm. leaving high school.
1: Did you go to an all-boys school or a co-ed?
0: I went to all-boys school,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds about right. <laughs>
0: Even though people had varying experiences there, like, there was some parts of it that I did appreciate. Like, um, it was a fairly prestigious boys' school, but... In year ten I was like basically like failing school. Like I wasn't doing
1: mm-hmm.
0: well. And it was really because of just like I wasn't studying and in comparison to some of my friends who went to like schools which if you weren't performing at a certain level before your second last year, year eleven, um, they were just like oh, you get kicked they were, out. Well, they was dump you onto just subjects that aren't gonna count towards their ranking. Um mm. whereas they yeah, allowed me to basically change like all my subjects to like to try and succeed and things I was interested in had compulsory sport, which I guess like some people may disagree with but that was it was good to have that defined like balance like you just cannot study mm. or you cannot worry about anything like during this time because you're just doing something else mm.
1: um, yeah I have like a general understanding of like the private boys' school I wouldn't say experience because like obviously I, but I experienced it like secondhand as a girl mm-hmm. around that environment and then knowing guys that have come out of that and then how they do or don't see how it's influenced who they are Mm. I think is interesting you know like I know a guy who basically said that he doesn't think he had a critical thought until he was in his 20s because he just never questioned the environment that he was in when he was in high school because for him he was like very high achieving he was like the golden boy Mm -hmm. of his year and then that obviously created like a very insular environment for him And then graduating from high school and going to university and traveling more was like a really big sort of uh, created a very big shift in how he saw the world and his place in it. But then, you know, at times I see how he still very much is rooted or influenced in that sort of like very small high school bubble mm, no absolutely <laughs> experience. if you spend enough time like yeah. surely it's going to
0: influence you yeah especially in
1: those like formative years you know it's very difficult to um completely shift away from that and it doesn't mean that you know that's like expected and natural what about your like early sort of dating experiences are there any like significant experiences that you had or significant experiences that have kind of, like, informed how you see dating now or just anything that you want to, like, discuss?
0: Um, Didn't date at all in high school. I probably Mm would have liked to, but I think. I I have a sister, like, I had some friends that were girls, but just, like, especially the transition from there to, like, university, I was, like, Mm -hmm. not not terrified, but I was, like, oh, I have, like, no idea how to talk to, like, girls my age or, like, the experience of just regularly meeting and seeing girls, <laughs> because I was just in an all-boys environment mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah, I
1: didn't date at all in high school, can be bothered. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. It, it was not many people, I like really, like, maybe 10-15% to 15% of my year group. Maybe a bit more, like, right at the end, but that's okay. Um significant experiences like some of my most significant ones i wouldn't even say we, we didn't actually like even date it was like
1: yeah i was gonna say it doesn't have to be like duration or like official label any sort of like romantic adjacent experience like Maybe you didn't date or you had, like, an ongoing crush or, like, your where your expectations don't meet reality, etc., etc. like that kind of experience or, like, situationship.
0: I guess, like, it's probably still, like, the most significant, like, heartbreak I had. And we didn't date. I went on, like, a Contiki tour, which is a very Australian thing, <laughs> at, like, 22 um, around Europe. I met her there, but I didn't really, like, talk to her much. I was, like, talking to other people. Um, it becomes, like, very clicky as well. And then like a group, groups of us would catch up because there was so many Australians on these tours. Like you, like eighty or ninety percent of the tour is Australian. Yeah, I started talking to her, and like we got on really well, and we we're like texting every day. I already probably had like a, by the time we were texting, I had like a crush on her. I don't think she had any feelings for me at this point. And I think we're both at like a stage in our lives where we we're both in university, but it's like it, it kind of like we didn't have too much else to do. Like that you could just text endlessly to someone else like Mm, i I hate that (laughs) 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 like i couldn't physically do that now because i just i have a job like all these other things but Mm. i guess i just had a lot of free time
1: and she was also from perth like you no she was from Brisbane. she was just australian yeah okay it became like a long distance texting thing yeah
0: primarily mostly a friendship with like a little bit of flirting Maybe, but and I think eventually I was like, "Yeah, I like you," and she's like, "Okay, I don't really have the same feelings for you, but I like you as a friend." Blah blah blah. Because she was also basically like one of my best friends at that point. I had trouble, mm-hmm. even though the best thing for me at that point would have been to just dis disconnect, at least take time off for like months. Mm-hmm. I was just like, mm-hmm. "No, I'm healed after like two days. Like, I'm fine." <laughs>
1: oh no! <laughs> and
0: she's like, you "Sure?" Yeah. I'm like, "Okay." I'm mean, just still texting. <laughs> Um,
1: it's fine th- <laughs>
0: and also like because of this like I was like just restricting myself from dating anyone in birth because I'm just
1: mm. Mm,
0: kind of had my all I, your
1: energies like focused on her mm.
0: I think like later then maybe she started like subtly reciprocating feelings like months later like, it's hard to tell mm. um, and then mm-hmm. we organised to like go on holiday together and like stay yeah. in the same hotel room and stuff and then I got rejected again <laughs> it, it, on holiday on the last day because i was like and she was like crying i think her reason at the time was like i'm gonna lose you as a friend because i think at that point i said okay i'm gonna need like space for like she's like how long like a few weeks i'm like probably months like maybe six months she's like six (laughs) months i can't stop Mm -hmm. talking to you six months um then like a few weeks later when i was at home she like sends me this big long text like oh actually i had feelings for you but you know i want you to move on i want you to do this blah 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 Um, (laughs) and then eventually kind of just like petered out and we don't talk to each other anymore. Prior to that, I still hadn't dated. It was really just like extended hookups or, Mm. um, failed dates. That was like my first experience of just feeling extremely heartbroken. And then it was compounded with, I was talking to this person really like very often. I was probably kind of like Mm. emotionally independent like if something shit happened at work or whatever i would talk to her about it
1: like the first time that you'd been like emotionally invested in a relationship dynamic like maybe f- in comparison to the girls that you'd like been casually hooking up with mm. you weren't you didn't have that same level of emotional intimacy some
0: of those girls i liked but you just end a lot quicker if i told them i liked them they would be up until that point you'd be like i'm oh, sorry i don't feel the same and then it's like cut that gone Whereas this just, mm. there was a long time of just talk, talking a long time, like about literally everything mm-hmm. for becoming mm-hmm. friends, like really good friends. And then, yeah, that happening. And yeah, then it was like losing mm. a basically a best friend and I guess a romantic interest at the Aww. same time.
1: Well, what do you think you learnt from that experience? How it informed later dating experiences and dynamics? Like if I think about, for example, you saying that you you guys were texting like all the time I've been in situations with guys where they text you every day, but like they don't organise to meet up or they don't. It does. It doesn't go any further than texting. And for me now, I'm just like I'm, I. I just like won't do that because I think it's a waste of time. Mm. And also, I have a life in comparison to when I was at university and just like had all the free time in the world, it was procrastinating and like not trying to do my degree. Yeah,
0: I guess the most obvious one is like not that we were in a long distance relationship, but it'd be really hard for me to like. Entertain the idea of getting into a long distance relationship because I think in my opinion is anyway like it puts a lot of pressure on the relationship, especially when you when you commit mm. to meeting, because there's all this like time mm. apart and you're trying mm. to fill like the void with like yeah you know, texting or calling. Yeah, I think it just puts a lot of pressure and like expectation on when you do actually meet. Or I you mean, know, I guess some people are like oh we like plan to move to the same location within a year. Mm. But mm. even then, I think like, compared to a regular relationship where you're able to see that person as frequently as you want to, if they're both uh, agreeing. It, for me, at least, I think it's just like a recipe for disaster.
1: Yeah, especially starting with the distance. Like, oh, you've met once or you've met a few times and then you're separated and you're trying to like figure out a way to meet again. I think that's tough. I mean, I do have a friend who is like maybe an exception to that going through living through a possible exception but i think the difference is that they already knew each other and their families have already known each other for a really long time so that creates like this connection between them that wouldn't exist if you just met someone Mm. like randomly but yeah exception doesn't negate the rule yeah (laughs) i think when it comes to that kind of thing
0: now my friend met someone on grinder but by the time they'd matched and started talking um, he'd already like left Perth, and they talked for like a few months. I think maybe not once or twice, and then after three months, he moved to Perth, and like they're living together and really happy. It's a very wholesome relationship. So,
1: oh my god,
0: so, it can happen. <laughs> but yeah, I guess they did. It. Yeah, it can totally. They happen. They actioned it like fairly quickly, and someone has to commit. Yeah. Like someone has to move.
1: If people are asking themselves if it's going to work, or like whether whether long distance is like a is a viable option for them, then it probably won't work, you know? Mm. Cause like, if it is gonna work, both of you are already on the same page and there's no questions, you don't have doubts about it because you're like both committed to the situation. But when like one person's kind of like, oh, is long distance gonna work? This person, blah, blah, blah. Then I think it's like, maybe that's not really what you want. Maybe what you really want is like to not be in a long distance relationship or to be in some other thing. Mm-hmm. How have your like recent, dating experiences been or do you have any reflections on the dating scene in Perth or just dating narrative in general even like I'm so curious about if there is anything that guys are like consuming information wise or like perspectives like thought leaders that men may or may not be following in regards to dating advice or dating uh, content because I think women at least women who maybe listen to my podcast are consuming the female Mm -hmm. skewed version. I'm wondering if like guys look into that stuff or you just like out here vibing.
0: Well, at least my experience with like male friends is they tend to over res Like if there's a problem they're having in life, they will just kind of Google everything, read forums. Like that's like a very me thing to do. If I find a new hobby. I'll go to like the depths of hell to find like every single piece of information. (laughs) And then, Mm -hmm. my perspective on that is like at some point it doesn't really matter like there's no like secret thing that's going to like help you like I think that's (laughs) what I used to think when I was younger like oh I've heard this go like this thing like this will work blah 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 and you'd Mm -hmm. find like all these people with like amazing credentials like academically or whatever and there's like all this information Mm -hmm. available um Mm -hmm. but like a large part of it just seems down to, to like Who you are as a person, who you're meeting. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's like probably the most important thing is actually not being afraid. I don't know when I had that mind change, but I don't know if it was like ultimately a great thing because I probably there was probably girls I could have just been friends with instead of trying to date them. I would just basically Mm -hmm. have the mindset of like the worst thing they can say is no, and asking them more often. And then I would kind of like nearly, if I had the idea that I wanted to date them, I'd kind of nearly want to just like ask them, just either no, like yes or no. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. that like definitive answer so
1: your approach to dating is more like you meet a girl and you kind of get to know them in a platonic way and then if feelings develop you'll like confess your feelings before initiating like a romantic
0: oh no i'll just ask them out on like a date but i'll make it known that it's oh, okay. a date no, not not okay. that was a confusing thing for me for a while as well because i was like i'm asking them out to coffee but what Do I think that means?
1: Mm. Yeah, because I think it's interesting. My observation is like in Australia, it's quite common to just go out for coffee, I feel, or like very casual dating initiation sort of vibes. You know, like at least, I mean, I have been asked out to dinner and stuff, but I feel like it's very casual especially in Perth, at least. It's like, oh, do you want to get coffee? Do you want to go to the beach? And then it's like the guy will decide whether he is interested in continuing mm-hmm. from that. Or like you both kind of do a vibe check. But a lot of American, especially, uh, dating advice or dating culture is very like, you need to be asked out to dinner. You need to be like invested in this yeah. interaction. I've
0: always found the dinner thing like a bit, I guess, strange <laughs> from like where I've brought up. Not that they're like, I think that's a... Com- mm reasonable like first date and it's nice but it just seems like mm. ultra formal especially if mm. you don't know them that well like mm.
1: because there's different mm. types
0: of dinners and different types of places like you could pick somewhere that just yeah. has a more
1: casual I guess it depends on how much you like them but I also think that it's like difficult to gauge like what it is you really like about a person if you don't know them that well mm. and you're like making that kind of investment so I think I don't know if that's like a hot take for me or not or an unpopular opinion but i also think that in australia it's very common for people to hook up first and then decide yep. <laughs> if they want to date yeah i don't know if you've like experienced that or had that
0: no that's uh, like
1: or like observed that it's
0: like very common kind of like turns me off now like i don't know why it's like like i want to get to know them like i'm not mm. i also don't really find that type of sex very enjoyable with like a because sometimes it's like they they will just come straight to your house like they've never met you, Mm. either Mm. side probably more so males I'm sure but
1: um um, oh like from dating apps yeah
0: yeah 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 so yeah and I guess being naturally like a more like shy especially when dating apps first came out like having the knowledge that you both like like each other supposedly like superficially or how you look having Mm. to even talk to them like you just you're at that baseline already you're
1: both on the dating app (laughs) you're both matched it's like that foundation Mm. yeah
0: (laughs) i think that made it a lot easier for me and i just went on like a lot of dates kind of to just get comfortable in that social situation that'd be my first point of advice to anyone really is like Mm -hmm. like obviously be safe maybe do it during daytime hours and like but just like talk to through dating apps a lot of ways just talk to people even people maybe you don't think your type or whatever. And then if you're comfortable in that social situation, then I think you can more easily show like your true self or versus like mm. maybe feeling a bit guarded or a bit nervous. Like it can kind of be hard to express who you are.
1: So you feel like before it was like a little more difficult for you to feel comfortable meeting strangers or being able to like communicate mm. Initiate communication. If I
0: met a girl, like I don't know, at uni or something, like even figuring out if she has a boyfriend or not, like you, you mm. can ask, but you don't want to ask like super early because it's like, why is he asking about my boyfriend? But eventually, I figured out like questions to ask, but you can kind of just like <laughs> get them to.
1: <laughs> what are your leading questions that you ask women to gauge whether or not they're available?
0: I'll just make some passing comment about like someone else's boyfriend or girlfriend, and then just be like oh, what's your, like, what does your partner do? Like, I'll just assume they have one and ask something about them. <laughs> just, uh, then I'll get the uh-huh. answer, like, I don't have a partner, or he he or she uh-huh. does. Act probably a bit blunt, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, after meeting them several times, I'd ask that. It's not like I just bump into them and <laughs> the first thing I say is... So what's your boyfriend's <laughs>
1: coffee order? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not on dating apps, and I'm not anti-dating apps. Like, I'm critical of dating apps in terms of, like, people being on them and like not having a good time and then being confused about like why it's not good it's like okay either you need to shift the way that you're on dating apps or you need to be off them for a bit before you go back on them because I think like now it's like it looks like it's super gamified you have to pay for everything it's like don't waste your money don't waste your time if you're not getting anything out of it but I do think that there is still utility for dating apps and especially in the way that you've described for people who are more introverted and don't have opportunities to like be around a lot of people or meet a lot of people that easily and have that kind of like practice. I think it does help to talk to people on there and like meet up and just get used to like interacting mm. yeah. <laughs> with people in a dating context. Cause I think for me, like I am definitely introverted at my core But I think the reason why I'm, like, less or I'm more comfortable speaking to guys is because of DJing. Like, because I was in those male-dominated spaces in, like, the sewer of society, (laughs) the club. (laughs) I think, like, you know, that kind of forced me to learn how to just, like, communicate and navigate this, like, co-ed environment out of high school and into university. Um, in a way that I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't start DJing because I would not be going to clubs mm. if I wasn't working in them. Yeah. <laughs> so either become a DJ or get on dating apps and practice <laughs> communicating if you're like introverted and need practice, just like engaging with the pool of people that you would maybe want to date. It's a good
0: example of like, I feel like old people, their advice is always like, oh, get a hobby or join a club. And like to so many people that advice makes like zero sense You uh, know. Like when you mm-hmm. think of, especially the word hobby just sounds so old. Like it sounds like <laughs> crocheting or something like, um, yeah. but like, I I guess it became a job for you. Well, it probably pretty quickly did become a job, but that's like mm. an example of an interest you had that yeah led yeah. to you being able to meet a lot of people,
1: yeah. whether or not they were the right people for me to be meeting is a different discussion, but I was still able to, you know practice or I was still it was like a type of exposure therapy and I think that I do think that there's value in having a hobby or like an interest that is like genuine to you and not even thinking about how it's like, oh if I like do pottery, I'm gonna meet my husband at pottery. It's <laughs> like like for example, I don't do pottery, but if I was going to give I would say like okay, I'm interested in pottery, I'm gonna do pottery classes. Maybe I become friends with a girl at my pottery class and then we start hanging out and then through that I meet some guy that I could date. I think like a lot of the times people think way too like one plus one equals two Mm -hmm. when it comes to things like, Oh, if I start DJing and like I'm exposed to more men, then I'm going to start dating a guy from the club. But it's like, you might meet someone who then like, there's so many different things. It's just like putting yourself in a new situation that opens up like more potential branches of things that you could be then exposed to. So that's just my little aside. And that's why it's, I think it's important to like do the things that you're genuinely interested in. You never know like where it will lead you to. But like doing it is going to put you closer <laughs> to whatever yep, it is. Absolutely, you know. Any other like dating sorts of observation, dating culture observations that you've made recently? Do you think like the pandemic has affected dating culture in Perth at all or like?
0: Didn't really experience the pandemic here properly. Um, But Mm. I reckon a lot more people had babies. I think they're already dating. So like, well, they're already like married or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the most noticeable
1: thing. You mentioned when we first connected about doing this episode, like a lot of people around you that are your age are having children, or, like, settling down, mm-hmm. what are your, like, thoughts, feelings, reflections on that kind of observation? Because that is something that I observed as well when I was in Perth, but I was also, like, bye. <laughs> I don't want to live here anyway.
0: Yeah. It kind of led, this, This like, led to, like, my last breakup, but I feel like mm-hmm. I view having a kid as, like, a absolutely, like, massive commitment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, like, a child that you're going to parent, you're going to massively affect them until at least they're, probably, like, 20-something, probably for the... You know, you're a parent for life. Yeah. Like once
1: you're a parent, you're a parent for life.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of shocked by how casually people have kids. Um, mm-hmm. especially in like I've I've heard the story of like people with a kind of rocky relationship and then having a kid to fix it. I like, I could not think of like a worse thing are <laughs> like, you just going to like triple the, pr- the amount of pressure you're putting on that rela- relationship i think reading like psychology books and stuff and reading about how much your childhood kind of shapes you and affects you mm-hmm. uh, made me yeah kind of scared of that in terms um, of just
1: going into it lightly you know yeah like...
0: yeah the last girl i was seeing something happened that could have led to like a potential pregnancy and then i was like well mm-hmm. and then she was like like it's fine like if i have a baby like you don't have to like look after it like i'll just look after it and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? Like, why would I? <laughs> I would never <laughs> run away. Like, I would, I'd basically, like, I'd basically just have to live with that. But, like, that's how I'd see it. Mm. for the benefit of the child, or at least be, like, pretty um, involved. Yeah,
1: and also for, like, your own ability to take responsibility for, like, the things that you've participated in, mm. you know? I think being able to say, like, why is it not also something that you need to contribute to if like yeah yeah um obviously different people think differently about that kind of thing
0: yeah it made me maybe reconsider i guess basically if you're like having sex with someone like you kind of have to be like semi especially as a guy um you have to be you have to understand that like this could result in a kid like and it's not Mm -hmm. that's that's your decision like to do that Mm -hmm. it's not just like Mm -hmm. for all the other reasons to have that how
1: long were you with that partner for four
0: months not very long did
1: it make you think like oh would i want to parent a child yeah well that was basically the the question
0: because like this had been raised we had like quite different opinions and then it was like do i want to have a kid with this person that i've known for like Hmm. three months
1: even though it's like hard to say at that stage but it's like okay if that was like actually something that happened
0: Hmm. but i think that you'd
1: be able to i don't know
0: do you think that's like a massive overreaction
1: uh i don't think so i think it's just because of her
0: answer like i don't not her answer but like yeah she was like completely at peace with having a kid like if it happened
1: i don't know i think like different people want different things at different stages in their life and like if you are intimate with someone or like if in any capacity like whether it's platonic or romantic or like work-wise whatever it takes time to reveal levels of compatibility with someone especially in romantic situations it's like a lot of the times we are making assumptions or we're like writing our own story in our mind about what our future with this person might be like because of like your hormonal response or whatever I mean I'm like reflecting on experiences that I've had where it's like I don't even know this person well enough for there to be any weight in like the story that I might just like randomly make up in my head about them you know Mm. and then through my actual interaction with them, you know, maybe they say certain things that lead my mind in certain directions, but then they do things that are completely contradictory to the direction they're trying to lead me in. So I think one of the hardest things to do is to like really take people's actions and have that be what determines your compatibility, not like the story that they may or may not tell you or that you may or may not be making up in your mind. So when people Are talking about like children and the future and trying to decide like what they want out of a relationship or relationships in general. That does need to be considered if you take the responsibility of having a child seriously, because some people don't take it as seriously or, you know, like I think it's, I think that's important. Mm. (laughs) I don't feel like people's attitude towards having children changes that radically like I don't
0: know oh like over time I think I think a lot of people sit in the like maybe like Mm. I'm like a maybe person like technically Mm. um and then Mm. like the right random string of events happen and all of a sudden they want like a baby once you have a baby then also you know that's your baby and like you're gonna have feelings like I think it usually like flows okay from then um Mm. Mm. sometimes not
1: this is a question that I get a lot like people around me are having children, people around me are settling down, I feel like I'm behind or like, should I be doing these things, blah, blah, blah. Like, did you kind of go through that when you saw a lot of people around you having kids or what are the like stages of realization that you might have gone through? Cause I think it seems like you've, you're like somewhat at peace with it, but maybe before it was like something that you thought about more.
0: It's probably made them seem like less scary to me. Like having people I know and I knew them before they were parents, seeing them as parents Mm. now, and they're still able to be, like, their own person um, Mm -hmm. and not be, like, completely consumed by parenthood. That experience of that past girl, I was dating or girlfriend or whatever label. um,
1: Mm. I
0: think that kind of... Like, I was already just... That happened before, like, a lot of my friends were having kids, and then it's only really this, like, last year, and then Mm -hmm. it's my opinions kind of been set from then.
1: Your opinion being that, like, you are unsure of whether you want to have kids you feel like you need to be in the right sort of relationship and situation in order to make that commitment
0: yeah it would have to be someone I've been dating for like years and have a lot of trust in Um, and then I would kind Mm -hmm. of rethink it at that point Mm -hmm.
1: but you don't feel like you need to be seeking that experience because people around you are
0: no already parents no
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It seems
0: terrible, like (laughs) from a day to day like it it, and also I kind of feel in general, I don't know why, but I feel like for my age, I feel like I'm like three to four years behind a lot of my friends Mm -hmm. who are the same age. My lifestyle and how I work like just does not fit Mm -hmm. in with that like at all. Like at the moment. Like Mm -hmm. it would have to radically change. I feel like you need to at least like trend towards it. Like Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I live in like a one bedroom apartment like where would a baby go like (laughs) yeah um, (laughs) so
1: for the people that you know that are parents you feel like it's sort of they were working towards becoming a parent or you feel like they just it just like happened
0: some of them like yeah it was like trending in that direction and they were even making jokes about like I guess they weren't really jokes like about as soon as we get married I'm gonna have kids and then they had kids before 30 they were doing that yeah yeah like, 28, 29. Kind of late. My other friend who I've known since, like, I've been... Technically, since I was, like, seven years old, I did not know, like, at all. And although we're really close, sometimes he kind of withholds, like, these type of things for me. I first started getting suspicious because, like, he wanted to get a new car before. He was like, yeah, I like hatchbacks, because well, they're really easy to park, blah, blah, blah. I have one now. I was like, Okay. <laughs> I was, like, recommending him, like, small cars. Then all of a sudden, he's, like, linking me, like, station wagons and, like, SUVs. I'm like, why why are you looking at this type of car? And he's like, oh, my partner has, like, two dogs. So we need somewhere to put, like, the dogs need uh to fit in the car. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they can fit in, like, your car now, which is, like, tiny. They sit in the back seat. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, we need more space. And then, like, months later, he's like, yeah, my partner's pregnant.
1: I was like, oh.
0: People at work, like, were even kind of saying, like, they thought, because of his personality... Do you know, like, a stereotype of, like, a computer programmer? Like, very...
1: Like, introverted, quiet.
0: Yeah. Not to, like, <laughs> yeah. generalise, but sometimes autistic. Um, or, like... Autistic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people at work were like, yeah, I expected, like, you to have a kid before. Like, this guy. Like, they could, no <laughs> one could believe it. Like, it was, like, the last guy. Um, even though he's been in a relationship mm-hmm. for, like, ten years.
1: Yeah, because I feel like when I was stuck in Perth over the pandemic, I saw a lot of other people... Having children or like getting married, it did not push me to want that more.
0: Mm. No,
1: <laughs> personally, you know, I was like, "Wow, good for you guys." uh I'm good over here. Like, mm. but yeah, it's interesting. But one thing that I did notice about myself was like when I really wasn't sure about what my future was going to entail as a result of being stuck in Perth and like whether I could make it back to Shanghai I would just think like well worst comes to us I could just have a baby and I think that's something that is very I think it's uh, it's just interesting like the the relationship that you can have with motherhood as a woman even if it's not something that you actively want just because it's like I don't know, like you, you know, that it's just going to give you something to do for a really long time if you Mm. don't know what you want to do. And I think that subconsciously for some women, it's like, if you don't know what you want to do and you you haven't yet mustered the courage, like figure out what it is, having a child with someone is seems like a really easy way out because you get a lot of attention when you're pregnant. You get a lot of attention when you first give birth. And I think that a lot of like postpartum depression can come from this come down where like you've had all this attention all this build up to having a kid and now you actually have a kid and no one that was gassing you up is around to help you raise a child now it's like you and that baby and if you're in like a shitty relationship now you're probably parenting two people one that you gave birth to and one that you didn't that's just my personal observation which is why uh for me just having a kid for the sake of having a kid in order to fulfill some societal requirement or some like family expectation or some social social circle expectation it's like you could literally just get a hobby and that would probably fulfill you enough for you to then figure out what to do next it's
0: weird because i've seen some of like your posts and you seem to like it's weird how riled up people get about this particular issue like and i'm assuming it's probably usually always like single men (laughs) who are just or or girls as well like they just seem really kind of upset by the idea that some people just don't want to have kids
1: Yeah, like I just have other things to do until I decide that I want to have a child Mm. I don't think there's like I don't think that's a crime I want the world to be a better place I would hope that the next generation is like you know better than the last or is more informed and given like the necessary resources earlier on than our generation and I think part of that is recognizing the responsibility of raising children not just like popping them out like if I was in the right situation I wouldn't not do it Mm -hmm. but I just feel like so far from what that situation could be or like needs to be and then people being like oh well you know you're never, it's never really the right time or like you'll figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, but I know like right now is really not the (laughs) right time. (laughs) You know, like there are times that are better than, that are like more conducive than others. You know, I'm not just out here like, oh, this is a great time for me to just, you know, and I think it's like weird that people like, you'll just figure it out. I'm like, maybe I don't want to. Mm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like
1: maybe I would like to be a little bit more prepared than I am right now. And I think the fact that I'm not going out of my way to prepare myself for it speaks to the level of preparation, no, <laughs> which yeah. I, I'm
0: I feel like for me career-wise, like it's only been like I have like a bit of like management experience, and I'm not a junior anymore. Like I'm like mm-hmm. been working for you know seven years at this point, and it's I have some friends that like work in Europe, and some that like, are like from there, and really like now like seems like the time to go like if I was to move I'm not in a relationship mm-hmm. Um I don't really have anything holding me here Um mm-hmm. and then like, I kind of have this weird thought when still using dating apps I was like oh if she's like if, if this goes really well then I will like stay like well <laughs> I don't know why that's like my thought process but like
1: mm.
0: I'm kind of like more willing to like just like, try, just to see, like, like to go, to see if there's a reason to stay. Like, but also, like the like application and like visa process is just very long and laborious. So I've just procrastinated, and not done it, even though I have like opportunity mm-hmm. to do it. But,
1: mm-hmm. but it is something that you want to do, like to move to Europe or to spend more time there and see if it's like.
0: Yeah, because I've visited a few times, and then I have. I think it's easier when you have at least like one friend living um mm-hmm. and he's like works in a similar industry so like it would help with employment and stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i feel like if i'm gonna move the younger the better like when you're older it's mm-hmm. just more likely to have um other arrangements or older parents mm-hmm. even i don't know but
1: mm-hmm. where where in europe are you thinking
0: because i work in tech um uh, like amsterdam has a lot mm-hmm. um Berlin, like, has a decent amount, but, like, I liked it as a city. In um, Copenhagen mm. as well, in Denmark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All of my mm-hmm. family is from, like, the UK, but I do not want to live there. Like, mm. <laughs> it seems... I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, I, I actually don't mind London uh, as a place to visit, but to live, like, it seems...
1: Um, not for me, personally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, it's maybe human nature sometimes to we're trying to like evade i wouldn't say it's like personal responsibility but it's like oh maybe if i meet a person then i can like that person can like absorb the load or like me contributing to this like relationship is going to it's easier for us to take a bet on the idea of someone or the idea of a relationship than it is to take a bet on ourselves Mm -hmm. you know because it's like if i'm because I don't have anyone to blame (laughs) (laughs) or like subconsciously like push responsibility onto if I'm like doing it for myself, you know, like if if I stay for a relationship and the relationship doesn't work out, well, then it's like, you know, both of us are at fault to a degree. Or you could just be like, it's them. (laughs) But if you decide to do something like fully for yourself and it doesn't work out, then you're like, well, did I fuck it? But what I try to do is think that even if it doesn't go the way that I expect, at least I have knowledge for myself and then I can, like, re-navigate from there.
0: The only other thing dating-wise I'm, like, I feel like I'm at odds with a lot of girls on is, like, mm. the concept of the spark or the spark with someone. Mm-hmm. My approach, like, on a dating app is, like, if we've, like, messaged a bit on the first date, like, I'm just trying to get a feel for that per- who that person is like is and talk to them like i can't remember the last time where i felt like in love with them and like i think my experience is like sometimes i have seen it like develop over time like my sister like completely dis- disagrees with on that and like a lot of girls i see online yeah but when on a date there's no spark like goodbye oh you don't find that as like a thing you've like encountered like online or um not you personally but like other people and i kind of understand because it's like you don't want to invest a bunch of time into someone right but you have no attraction to them or
1: yeah yeah well this is what i think like the issue with dating apps can be if you could just go back on a dating app and just see if the next person you have a spark with like it's like Mm. there's too many options the illusion of so many options being available to you makes people like not invest on because for me like i'm not on dating apps haven't been on dating apps for a long time so if i feel like a interest or connection with someone then i'm more likely to just kind of like see is this something that could go further or are we just going to be friends or you know like versus if i'm on a dating app i go out on a date with this guy no spark okay we'll just get back on and see if the next guy has a spark. if the next like that's kind of something mm. that i think can come from dating apps? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, a
0: lot of people are looking for that instant connection because like the app is kind of how it's designed and everything is like when you match you're like a match like when you're messaging you're doing this mm. like it's all like mm. very positive this is just like in even like their like tagline for the app is like it's designed to be deleted or whatever. Yeah They're... and it's
1: fully not designed to be deleted like it's designed to keep you on there and paying money mm. like that's just a marketing tool. Mm. <laughs> the apps are not designed to actually facilitate people finding love. The apps are designed for those tech companies to make money and i think people need to approach it with that in mind Mm. it doesn't mean that using the apps is invalid and that there's no utility to them but that is what should inform how you use the apps not the tagline designed to be deleted because that's just a tagline to them at the end of the day how much money have you paid to be on hinge how much money have they made off you that's what it's designed for (laughs) so even though i talk a lot about dating and like human connection. I'm interested in these concepts in my real life. I don't feel like I'm like centering or prioritizing dating. So for me, it's like a secondary thing in my day to day experience or in the way that I have fun and live my life, you know? So if I do connect with someone in a way that's like, you know, cause I think there's like levels to the, to the sorts of like initial interaction that you have with someone. Sometimes it's like, oh, hi, <laughs> neutral. It's like, ill. I hate you. Other times it's like, oh yeah, cool. You're interesting, blah, blah, blah. We'll see what happens here. And then it's like, oh, okay. You're like, I'm like attracted to you more than, or I feel a pull towards someone more than like a random nobody, you know? Okay. So I think that's kind of like, not what I look for, but what I will notice because I'm not using like an app to facilitate that kind of connection. It's like, I'll notice it more with someone and then see like where it goes From there, And I'm more open to the idea of something developing over time, but in like a non-intentional way, if that makes sense. Mm. So like...
0: Because you're just meeting them as a person.
1: Yeah. Like I meet someone as a person and like maybe six months down the line, I see them again and then it's like, oh, that's kind of how a lot of my dating experiences have happened. Like I've met someone and then way later it's turned into something. Not like I've met someone and then like we go on a date and then we hook up and then it's like, oh... I mean, that's happened too, but it's also like I met someone and then maybe we follow each other on Instagram and we occasionally chat and then something else brings us together. And then that's been my experience with dating and it's how I prefer to explore that at least at this stage in my life. And I think even when things like don't work out, it's still like more interesting to be like, oh yeah, I met this guy like six years ago <laughs> and then we reconnected somehow and then we like went on a date and we had a good time and then we had a bad time and now we don't talk anymore. <laughs> but I prefer that kind of experience than like, oh, I met on... A dating app and I don't know that just doesn't feel as natural Mm. to me so I think that sometimes if people are on dating apps there is this like expectation for romance with whoever you match with obviously because you're on a dating app and then if your expectation is not met you just like dismiss that kind of like the spark like the concept of the spark is like a bit it's so abstract and everyone's idea of what that spark is is different do you feel a spark intellectually or like physically i think it has a lot more to do with like people's physical attraction to someone Mm. i don't agree that it's like you need to have a spark like (laughs) what what does that mean like yes you do need to have a connection or you need to have an interest but i don't think it has to be like oh i didn't want to tear his clothes off on the first date so i just don't think it's gonna work Mm. you know i've had like very strong attraction to people That I'm just like fundamentally incompatible with for a long-term relationship. So I think if you don't really like unpack that, it's like difficult and you don't know your compatibility with someone from the first date in terms of like, if you're compatible for a long-term relationship, if you have a spark with someone, yeah, maybe you'll be compatible physically, but what do you want? I I don't know if like people really know what they're looking for Mm. sometimes. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Usually people fi- find when I ask them what they mean by spark, like they they say it's just like just a feeling, like it's fine. It probably is like something else, or like you say, like physical attraction, mm. their personality, like how it appears maybe when you first meet them. That's like the main thing that I'm just like fundamentally disagreeing. And then sometimes they have a spark with me, and then I'm just like, well, I've just met you, like, <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm not discounting them, but like the like energy seems like mismatch.
1: The spark can just be like a hormonal response. Hormonal response is not always conducive to whatever it is that someone's looking for when they're dating. You know, I think for people that are looking for a long-term and like intentional relationship, I feel like you need to be more open to seeing like all the different facets of a person and your compatibility with them beyond just your physical attraction. Because I think that physical Compatibility you can work on if you are interested and invested in each other in other areas. Like if you like each other enough, then you'll want to be able to like become more compatible physically. If it's not like a perfect match, but if you're like physically really having a great time, I think it's very difficult to make yourself more compatible in other areas of your life if you want a serious relationship. Because because like someone's path for their career, someone's someone else's like you can't just like change those things. to be in a relationship just because you guys have hot sex you know but like you could be more compatible in like your the path that your lives are going on and what you want long term and then as a result you can adjust like your sexual relationship you know I feel like it doesn't have to be one or the other but if we're looking at that spectrum I think the like physical part is easier to work on when you guys already like each other when you're already like compatible in other ways you can't like override the path that your lives are on just because you guys have good sex because you could technically have that with anyone mm, yeah <laughs> in a way and I've met people or have been in situations where I have been really physically attracted to someone and we have had a really great time in that sense but I also have to just accept that we're not compatible for a relationship which I'm okay with because it's not really what I'm looking for right now anyway but it's like I'm not going to delude myself into thinking that because it was like good in this one category that like all these other things that fundamentally don't make sense are suddenly going to make sense. If I really wanted a serious relationship with someone, I would look much more closely at those other things, not just like the spark, you know, but I don't want a serious relationship. So I can just like enjoy the spark if that's what I want to do. But I think that for people that are on dating apps and looking for a serious relationship, it's not spend a little bit of the energy that you would be spending on dating apps doing something else and then see if that can facilitate new connections in a in a way that's not like it needs to be now like because I think maybe that's also something that comes with dating apps well I just match with this person it's so easy so like why isn't our in-person relationship easy but it's very easy to do things on the internet that don't filter into your real life and I think that's an issue that can come with dating apps and just being online a lot like And also like with texting relationships too, like, oh, it's so easy to communicate with this person and talk to them over the phone all the time. But then how does that translate into how you deal with each other Mm. in real life? You know, it's like a huge gap, but it looks like it's so close. But I think the in-person experience is like, takes so much more effort and like self-awareness in a way that online things don't and it's important to find a balance between those two things if you find yourself, like, disappointed with the online to real-life translation, Mm. you know. How has your experience with dating apps, like, changed or evolved, do you think, over time?
0: I think when I was younger, I was probably that stereotype of guy who would message a lot and, like, very interested from, like, I think, like, very optimistic. Like, I would see their profile, like, I'm attracted to them. Maybe they list, like, one or two interests that are, like, the same. I'm like, oh, my God, this person's made for me and then Mm -hmm. yeah it probably not really like even though maybe she's like reciprocating like text wise it's not working like in person now I'm probably like a lot probably to like a slightly problematic extent like more hesitant when messaging I even do very like Mm -hmm. childish things like I will not respond like immediately if I haven't Mm -hmm. met them and don't know them or even though I've read it and I know what I I want to say to them I'll just like let it sit for Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's like a very teenager thing to do I think
1: it's okay if you don't really like know someone you know, mm. like if you've only matched with them, I think that it's easy to just jump to the online thing. Like it's right in front of you. So why don't you just go for it? But you still want to be able to have like all the other parts of your life in order before you just funnel all your energy into mm. this person that you haven't even met. I think that's something that I try to manage as well, because if I'm not on dating apps, then like having like an interest in someone is like not as common for me. So I'd be like, oh my God, I like this guy. Oh. Like, but now that I'm getting older, I'm like, okay, I have like deadlines. I have a life. I have friends. Like I can't just suddenly like veer into that. You know, I try to manage the allocation of energy mm. at the early stages in a healthier way than maybe when I was younger and was like, Oh my God, like, let me just like drop everything. Cause that's something that I've always had an issue with and everyone's going to be different. But I think like, you know, just using a, a guy as a distraction from like the other responsibilities that I have that, you know, I know are going to serve me much more in the long term. but it's much easier for me to just like fuck all that off and flirt for now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think yeah. some of it is also so, like me not wanting to like appear as someone who does that. Cause I guess my goal mm. is to not be that person. Yeah. Like you're describing like yeah. yourself in the past, even though I, yeah. I, I still can be. It's not like I've completely grown out of that, like, desire. I don't want to appear as that person to, like, people I don't know. Well, like, my, my good friends, they know I'm, like, if they message me, I just, I'm one of those people who just replies, like, quickly. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but...
1: um. <laughs> like, where are you at now in terms of what you're looking for in a relationship? Or do you even know? what you're looking for in a relationship
0: yeah like I think because of the like moving element it's probably it's like me accepting that at this point in my life like short term or a hookup is just not really beneficial do you know many
1: guys that also feel that way or
0: no like I think a lot of them like towards the end of their 20s like come around to wanting a long term being more
1: intentional yeah
0: um some of them accidentally mm-hmm. some of them purposely like one of my friends who was like a huge player fuck boy whatever you want to call him like just i don't know randomly ended up in like s- seeing this girl now they've been like dating for like three years and before like we even talked about it extensively like he was like yeah i'm gonna be like i, I think i'll probably be like single when i'm like 50 like intentionally mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i don't know like seems to be working for them okay so
1: this is another question that i get a lot or like another thing that i observe in a lot of uh dating discourse is like why won't a guy commit to a situationship or relationship that he has with a woman or like girls that are like struggling to get a guy to commit and then when they break up they see that he's like married and having (laughs) kids or something and to me i feel like maybe it has something to do with the incompatibility in that relationship but also just like the stage of life that somebody is in like if a guy is like not thinking about commitment He's not thinking about commitment with anyone. And when he starts, he might start thinking about commitment the day after you break up. And that's just like his yep. <laughs> journey. And it's not a woman's fault that a guy won't commit. Do you know what I mean? No, like,
0: I feel like in that situation, you just need to be like very blunt with them. You should yeah. tell them what you're looking for and get a yes yeah. or no answer out of them. Because usually it would be like a very slimy, like maybe, mm. or like, I like it like this. But if for it's now. maybe, then it's no, yeah.
1: you know, I think if it's, cause I think if, if a guy really wanted, really wanted to commit to a girl, then he would make that clear. You know, mm. I feel like most dudes, it's like,
0: yeah, culturally they will, If yeah. you, they'll, they'll yeah. be the one to commit. <laughs> so like, if that's not happening and you feel really strongly about them, then you need to pin them down to a yes or no.
1: If what you really want is commitment out of a guy, it's like you don't even really need to question it.
0: Yeah, and like you say, you can't make them say yes or like do anything to convince them to say yes. I think a lot of people have that where they like, I don't know, a past relationship or something and they see they get married and there's like this kind of feeling of reflection on maybe your relationship with them and yourself. Don't know. Have you had
1: that happen where you've had, where you've like broken up with someone and then they've like gotten into a serious thing? that you wanted with them or
0: Yeah, like the first girl I talked about, even though we didn't date, like she's like married mm-hmm. to like a or engaged to like a dentist now. And they have like mm-hmm. a nice house and <laughs> smiling all their photos and stuff. So Or even like this is like a stranger one, like someone I didn't like she was my housemate and we were like good friends. And I think she maybe like liked me for a little while. And I know fundamentally. Did you like her? Not really, but I know she's like fundamentally like a, I guess a good person and someone I like gonna like get on well with. And then um, mm. she had like her birthday like recently, because like, everyone's turning thirty in my life, um, so everyone's having birthdays like that. And like her and her like new boyfriend were just like standing together, and I just like noticed I felt just like a bit. I don't know if it's jealousy, like just a bit of like regret. Mm. It's not even like if she wasn't with him, I would go date her immediately. It's just like. Maybe I'm jealous of like their situation. I don't know, mm. but I'm not really. Je- I don't really want their situation. I think it's just seeing someone that I respect and I'm friends with, like happy in a relationship, somehow mm-hmm. made me feel like envious. I suspect that she did like me, so then I'm like, oh, but that could have been me. So,
1: <laughs> but that also doesn't mean that it has to be you. I think. No, no it wasn't like a like... lasting
0: feeling, but I did notice it like as a thing. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm. i'm feeling this way
1: Mm. that's good though that you're able to have awareness over that feeling rather than be like that bitch
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think a lot of my like awareness of feelings has come from going to a psychologist and like unpacking Mm -hmm. lots of stuff that's happened and then when i'm like feeling certain things whereas before like sometimes i'd have feelings that like really strong like really jealous or really upset at like Mm -hmm. something like relationship related but it just felt like that strong feeling like you don't know you're not even thinking about mm-hmm. why you're feeling this or um, mm-hmm. what are, like, some other factors that are going on in your life that maybe make this feel, like, worse than it does. So I think that's helped. Like, maybe, like, years ago, I would have felt a lot more shit that day just because it just would have been something mm-hmm. that... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you wouldn't been able to have to bring that awareness around it. You would have just been like, oh, I feel shit mm. and it's because of this. And then, well, like, but you're like, oh, okay, I'm just having this feeling and I don't have to assign more meaning to it than requires yep. okay we can talk about like your experience with therapy though like because i think that's something that men are generally like more hesitant to pursue having like a third person help them with mm. how they see themselves how they see their relationships could you share with us like your journey to therapy or like your experience with it or like how it's benefited you on anything that you would say to like people in general but maybe especially dudes that are like looking into it or hesitant about it or i don't know just your take
0: yeah i think of like i I've, I've known i've had like depression and um anxiety for a while after a lot of reading and then like medication and whatever the same friend who was a fuck boy and now is in a relationship his last girlfriend mm-hmm. her dad and mm-hmm. her mum were both psychologists. I think, like, she also had a lot of, like, second-hand perspective from them. And, like, their solution to the problem was, like, yeah, like, medication, whatever, like, will dull it. But, like, the only solution that's been proven is therapy, in their opinion, anyway. And mm-hmm. I think as I read on that, I just basically became convinced that was, like, the way forward. I tend to trust people that are, like, good in their field, that they can, like, help with that.
1: So you'd previously been prescribed medication yep. and like gone on medication but then it hasn't really given or you didn't really experience that many benefits from it or
0: no like it helped um but I guess like not to be anti-medication or anything but I was like is this am I taking this for the rest of my life like you gain resistance to it and like are there other issue, like other other problems that this can't fix um and a lot mm-hmm. of people are talking Like, it's not really a solved problem. It's not like a broken leg. I think, like, the consensus generally is that you need therapy and maybe medication. Very, like, uncommon. Not medication and maybe therapy. (laughs) Yeah. I think with our generation as well, like, I think the conversation changed a lot. People were a lot more open about it, just talking about it. I had to change, not had to, but, like, I'd gone through, like, several psychologists to find one that, like, suited me really well. How did
1: you kind of decide that this was the right psychologist for you
0: some of them would just give really like bad advice my first one was like quite alternative and (laughs) wrote like this weird thesis about like happiness and like it's like generally good concepts but to like a maniacal like extent it was like a 60 page about things too woo
1: woo for you have they all been men the psychologist that you've
0: had? No, he was the last one. Since then, it's only been women. I'm not sure okay. why that is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, um, maybe it is because like I find it comforting that, especially if I'm having like relationship issues and stuff, even though they're acting mm-hmm. impartial as a psychologist, it's like a woman giving me mm-hmm. advice versus mm-hmm. another guy. There's something mm-hmm. about that dynamic that yeah. you feel safer in. Mm, like, or I just kind of I, I usually take their advice like more often mm-hmm. in that particular situation. Can
1: you give an example of? something that you've gone to a therapist with and then how they've given you perspective.
0: So one that was like, oh, they still are like a very close, they're like my immediate family. They Mm -hmm. uh, like attempted suicide. They didn't die. But and I think by with work stress and like all the things that were going on, that was just like the tipping point for me. Like I was like, I have to go get like professional help like now like not that Mm -hmm. I was thinking of like doing anything but I was just like I just feel so Mm -hmm. overwhelmed so that was
1: like the moment that or that was the catalyst for you seeking Mm. a psychologist
0: yeah that was when I was like okay like and I was a little bit older at that stage I was maybe like 25 26 I was like this is something Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to like work through it's not gonna just
1: I can't just be like I'm
0: fine. Yeah. (laughs) Or I can't. I wasn't getting great benefit in talking to my family about it because I was really more the one that they were like looking for, for support. For emotional support. So I guess like pivoted to understanding the emotions I was having and kind of trying to separate yourself from like other people's actions and Mm -hmm. trying to not feel like responsible for Mm -hmm. them and kind of separating yourself from others. And I think after I worked through that, then I was like, oh, this is just like a good like Thing to just continue doing.
1: How often do you go now?
0: Um, like once a month.
1: For your current psychologist, what are the things that you like noticed in your relationship with them that seemed more compatible than previous psychologists?
0: Being able to like joke around with them, or like having some like small amount of like chemistry is not the right word because it's usually used in like a romantic context. But like I feel like that kind of disarms you a little bit, and it's easier to open up to someone that I do that with. If I've talked about like an issue like several times in the past, kind of not like forgetting things or like they haven't written down like stuff from like last time or just like they're not really up to date on my life, I guess. I could just feel very Mm. like disconnected from them. And it is a bit of like a weird situation because you're kind of talking to someone like quite a personal level, but also you're paying them to do like a service. So it's a job, at least giving the impression of just knowing like what is happening in my life and like what, where I'm like up to since the last Mm. time I've seen Mm. I just tried my best to tell them like exactly what I was thinking. Like, how, mm. how can they help? If you're yeah lying or saying different things or not bringing up like the actual things um, that are troubling. I guess another thing was like sometimes in therapy, it, the conversation can trend towards just a lot of you venting, and like mm. venting is good, but I guess for me personally, I'd rather be like working towards something or like unpacking something else or like, having some something where I feel like oh like I've learned this or like I understand mm. this thing better rather than you just kind of complaining for, like, an hour. I think you just need to, like, believe, like, the advice you're given and believe that, like, you can improve yourself and you can do these things. Like, there's all these different methods to, like understanding trauma or whatever like your issue is but i think like believing in it is like the main thing because it doesn't matter what they're teaching or explaining to if you don't believe the Mm. solutions they're giving you that there's like
1: a way forward yeah
0: then like it doesn't matter doesn't matter what it is i think that's why you see some people like who into like really alternative stuff and like it works for them or even Mm. because they believe in it and their mind state changes
1: okay and then another question i got was why do you think open and honest communication is so hard for a lot of men any okay. thoughts? I don't think it's a gender exclusive thing, to be honest. I just think it's easier to notice in men than it is women.
0: I mean, it is hard to tell the truth, especially the truth. If you if you're like um, insight is like the person won't like me saying this.
1: Yeah, like fear of rejection or like fear of being the bad guy
0: it seems like men in general have like a, a habit of just like kind of smoothing things over not really like actually mm-hmm. solving it especially when <laughs> they're in that stage where you, they just want to date a lot of people or whatever like it's just kind of about like spinning plates one piece of like like advice i've received like fairly commonly and it does actually weirdly work but i don't think it's like related to the advice is like maybe especially as like someone like me who is going to like become more emotionally attached like earlier my friend was mm-hmm. like you should try and date as many girls as you can at the same time you will not like hyper focus on any of them so like you will Mm -hmm. kind of give them a more measured amount of attention obviously you can characterize that behavior in like a different way like it's not just for Mm -hmm. that reason but i I guess like in a lot of circumstances it's like they don't want to tell you what they honestly like think like if their goal is to Mm -hmm. hook up with as many girls as they can they don't want to tell you that that's what their their goal is because like That's going to inhibit that, right? And then also, like, culturally, that's, like, especially as, like, a younger male, that's, like, epitomised. You're cool, you're successful, you're very desirable if you're doing that. You don't really get, like, slut-shamed as a guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Great point! For you, if you're, like, dating multiple girls at at a time, how do you characterise that, like... Everyone's, like, concept of dating is very different because some people, it's like, oh, I'm dating around, like, I'm just going on dates. How do you personally characterize that? Like, you're being physically intimate as well or you're just, like, dating? It'd be, like, intimate with,
0: like, maybe one, two people and then maybe talking Mm. to several at, like, its peak, I guess. Fairly quickly, the conversation does come up, like, Oh, are you dating other people and i just try to be honest in that like moment before that point happens i would have already kind of decided i want to prolong it with this person and i'm going to like stop talking to these other people or or at least like mm-hmm. wean off contact contact with them
1: how is that received from the people that you've had that conversation with? If you're like saying you're seeing other people.
0: Usually better if like their answers the same. I mean, never like, it's never been super bad because I think like if they're asking the question, they're kind of like, they're either, that means they're either suspecting I am or they want to know if I am. Yeah, never badly. And I think like usually when they've asked, I've actually not been like seeing, like there's been people who have like been kind of messaging and there's been like history, but I don't really classify mm-hmm. that as like seeing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah generally like fine
1: and then does that lead to you being like to the person that you want to be more serious with are you like we can how do you go from seeing multiple people to exclusive
0: because I already find it hard to like text multiple people at once that are like I find it hard to keep track of like what I've said to this person what I've said to this person so like if Mm -hmm. I'm like generally positive on this person and they've like they've uh, like they've kind of asking like they want a bit more exclusivity I'm not People are very vague when talking about this stuff. I'm happy to mm-hmm. just, like, stop seeing the other people and just see them and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't go somewhere, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. see if the people that I've stopped talking to are still interested. Yeah. Usually usually not. <laughs> but... Hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are the things that, like, attract you to the people that you've wanted to pursue, do you think? Is there, like, a pattern? or
0: Before I had a pretty bad, like, it was, like, not a healthy attraction to people who... You could characterize them as, like, independent, but, like, really they were more kind of, like... Manipulative is, like, a strong word, but, like, in terms of how they'll see you and, like, communicate, very, like, hot and cold, like, measured. And I guess at the time that felt, like, a lot more exciting when it's like, oh, I like this person. And then now they're, like...
1: Unpredictable. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm like oh she's so independent blah 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 like she's doing her own thing but then also like mm-hmm. like her attention feels like more valuable than someone who's very available to talk to but I think that was just a, it's not the type of person who like I think suits me no I don't yeah I don't know I'm like kind of more attracted to like more recently like people who just seem very outwardly nice you know how like they're kind of like the, I don't know how to describe it but just like very generous like smiley happy people which is kind of the opposite from like what I used to be attracted to definitely like being able to talk to them like um more deeply on stuff or like if they're really passionate about interests like it's easier to talk to someone when they know a lot about something or they're really invested in something they're more jokey than like serious
1: do you prefer to initiate breakups or do you prefer to be broken up with or do you historically initiate breakups?
0: It's gone better for me when I've initiated it. Mm-hmm. I've felt better than being broken up with. Yeah, that's what I'd prefer. Like some of my friends are like, oh, I hope you're okay, blah, blah, blah. And I had to kind of like kind of lie and be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like sad, blah, blah, blah. But I just kind of felt like fine. Like eventually I did kind of feel mm-hmm. like maybe a little bit, I felt bad for them, but it wasn't like...
1: What are the things that have led to breakups for you?
0: So we talked about that most recent one, which is like the pregnancy mm-hmm. chat. Sometimes just after seeing someone for like a while and kind of realizing we don't have like much to like talk about well after you kind of like talked about like mm-hmm. all the basic stuff and like you have like your small yeah. talk where like out or whatever i don't know it's like a different like kind of level of communication that never like develops or they don't have thoughts and like or opinions on things that i have mm. opinions on so it's like kind of just seems like unbalanced you're just there mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you ever like cheated on someone that you're dating or being cheated on no i don't think so what do you think about people that cheat
0: I don't really think there's, like, ever really a good excuse, like, for it. Like, I feel like the kind of heat in the moment or, like, I was drunk, like, excuse is just, like, like, you still knew what you were doing. Especially drunk. Like, I feel like I've been, like, very <laughs> drunk, but I'm still, I still know, like, who this person is in front of me. And yeah. the, the things people claim to do, like, oh, I was drunk. It's, like, it must be insane. Or they're just not really thinking, like, much at all. like
1: Yeah. Like, what does that say about who they are? if it's like that easy to just you yeah,
0: well, guys like sway them. punch all the people like randoms when they're drunk they're like oh i was drunk <laughs> what, what do you mean like you hit someone in the head like you knew you were doing yeah. like i guess like i'm probably more not supportive of it but like if they're in like a toxic relationship and this is their way of like exiting it you can
1: see why you know they need to do these like roundabout things yeah to make it
0: but i would probably yeah. just like you could even just text them just be like yeah like in the the bluntest like (laughs) shittiest way possible we're not dating each other anymore then go hook up with a guy or girl
1: if you had an opportunity to get back with an ex or anyone that you've like dated would you take it
0: Mm -hmm. no probably not yeah i don't really think there's any (laughs) coming back like once especially if they've broken up with you like i've seen that with some of my friends and i think kind of probably permanently leaves some weird imbalance And then how do you resolve
1: that? Like, your your guy friend's gotten back together with a girl that's broken up with them. Mm -hmm. Has it worked out? Like, are there any of those relationships, like, ongoing? (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: one of them is the one that had kids, so... (laughs) They, um, yeah. I I, I personally, I think, like, I overthink compared to most people, so I think I'd always be somewhat aware of it. Questioning. Yeah. Yeah. I am jealous of people who just can generally just not think, (laughs) like, not think too much about anything, because I feel like their lives are just so much more stress free and probably easier.
1: What kind of advice would you like give your younger self or like to other dudes just based on your life experience so far?
0: Kinda yeah, kinda what you said earlier about just if you if whether it's a relationship or like job related or anything, like just going for it, especially while you're young, Mm -hmm. the risk is like not very high. Like what's the worst that can happen with a lot of these things? Unless you're taking on like Mm. a huge amount of financial debt or something to do something. But even then Mm. while you're young is like the best time to do these things yeah i think generally being honest especially in like dating like will help if that's how you feel Mm -hmm. like that will get you quicker to the answer you want what were the
1: things that were hard for you to be honest about and like how have you maybe resolved or like what have you learned from i think
0: just staying in some relationships for like a longer longer period yeah longer than i needed to and properly and, like, something I felt guilty about and kind of, like, led to me being, like, a bit hesitant in dating afterwards is, like, I felt terrible about them feeling, like, shit when it ended and I made it last a lot longer than it needed to.
1: Yeah. Very important for men to realise that you should not waste a woman's time. (laughs) 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 Do you think that's something that's, like, I wouldn't say... I don't know if, like, common or something that maybe you observed in yourself. It's, like, the desire to like you said not feel guilty about hurting someone's feelings but then kind of like dragging something out longer than it needed to and that kind of like being the same thing
0: <laughs> yeah I think I was basically avoiding the first thing because I was like I know this how this will feel it will feel terrible so I'll just mm-hmm. procrastinate and not
1: and not just terrible for them but also terrible for you because you've made them feel terrible and then it's like this
0: <laughs> terrible cycle yeah yeah (laughs) I guess like conversely like in work there's probably a period where like I was past that stage I was being like I think honest like sooner in general I don't think it always serves you in work to be like blunt all Mm -hmm. the time like learning when to hold your tongue is like a really good skill and I can like
1: in work it's different because the power dynamic is different like your boss and you as an employee or like you know but I think in a romantic relationship, if you want it to be somewhat like equitable, then finding a way to navigate like being honest without being like rude mm-hmm. is important. Like one of the TikToks that I made that went viral was like being okay with not knowing and being and communicating that to someone instead of thinking you have to give them like an answer and that answer being a lie. Mm. <laughs> That's worse yeah. than just saying like. I'm actually not sure how I feel right now and you know you deserve like space to do whatever you want whatever while I'm thinking figuring, figuring this out or I'm going to try my best to like communicate with you it's just I think that's like a really difficult thing for people of any gender to do but I think it's very difficult Actually like I've had all different kinds of responses on that video it was, like men and women saying like yeah my partner didn't tell me and then pretended and then blah 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 that was worse than if they were just able to say like I don't know
0: (laughs) Mm. yeah because if the other person needs certainty then at least you're telling them I can't give you like certainty either way
1: yeah because so much in life is actually uncertain and I guess it is a human desire to seek an answer and be able to just like categorize it nicely and then move on with your day and I think also the internet you know the plethora of information available to us it's like oh let me just search and then get an answer Mm -hmm. but sometimes you don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know it's so different on like an actual human level like there's so many different things that people need to sift through and then like time and your experience will also help to inform you in terms of like figuring that out it's not so instant like oh i just know now like maybe three months have to pass until that answer is like fully written out
0: if you ask them bluntly and you're getting like an uncertain like a Ambiguous answer, then you need to just move on. Like, Take just that, cut yeah. them off, and that's the advice that guys are given. Like, really often is like, mm-hmm. there's a girl that you're heartbroken about, or like she's not reciprocating. You need to like cut her off and like move. Or she's on. leading you on. Yeah, maybe she just wants yeah. to be friends, but. And she generally Mm. does want that. But if you want to pursue her, you're not getting the feedback you want, then you need to just move on. And that can sometimes be the wrong advice because maybe she would actually be a great friend or whatever. But like generally.
1: Yeah. If your feelings are going to like get in the way of it being a neutral friendship, then I think it's not fair. Mm. So do you, do you have like many female friends? Do you think that what's your opinion on like men and women being friends?
0: I I see why some people, like, they can never be friends because of that tension, Mm -hmm. but I've not found that personally. There's some girls that I just am friends with, there's no romantic, like, tension. I think it's very, like, valuable for both sides to get that perspective. I think it's very easy for, like, someone like me to basically only have male friends as well because of work Mm -hmm. and even high school, people from there, just, like, you can pretty easily basically end up with just guy friends and then maybe you know some of their girlfriends. I
1: have a friend that mentioned that she doesn't really have any guy friends and all the guys that she knows are just partners of her girlfriends. So I think it can go both ways.
0: I think it could be hard for a girl as well to specifically look for guy friends because so Mm -hmm. many guys are just, like they take any indication and I was like this, any like drop of attention means... Like, she likes me. Like, golden retriever, just, like, eternal optimism.
1: (laughs) I think everyone's, like, level of closeness that they can manage with the gender of people that they would potentially date is, like, different. You know, like, some people, they can manage, like, a more emotionally close relationship with someone that they're not romantically involved with. And then other people, not so much. And it's trying to gauge, like, what works for you and your friendships and relationships,
0: some guys just won't be very capable, or people in general won't be like capable yeah. of it if they're potentially attracted. Yeah.
1: I don't think there's anything wrong with like friends to lovers arc. I think in many ways like that makes more sense to know someone in a platonic way and then for it to d- develop romantically. But I think um, yeah, it's it's difficult because I think for me, I don't expect romance from men like off the bat. Uh, And I think that I can, I think I'm able to like create safe emotional spaces for people that they're not used to in other relationships, which then creates like ambiguous or like they then interpret it as romantic intimacy. Mm. Like at least that's something that I noticed for me. It's like, I don't question that environment that I might create for other people because it's like who I am. You know, I do that for everyone. I can do it for a random that I just met at a party. I can do it for someone that I really care about, but maybe for other people, well, I didn't realise that for other people it might be like, I've never had someone ask me this question. I've never spoken about this to someone before, but they've said it to me and therefore it means that we're, like, destined to be together. But I'm like, sorry, I just was asking you a question. <laughs> like, yes. They're
0: probably just lacking that kind of closeness with, like, anyone else and it's, like, it seems very unusual yeah. or maybe they only had it with girlfriends in the past. And, yeah, I can relate, though, <laughs> from, like, my past. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I think just because people are able to, like, speak in that way to each other doesn't mean that they have to be together no but i guess like everyone has a different understanding of that kind of dynamic at different stages in their life and then final question what is your star sign or personality type these are the final two questions sorry firstly please reveal your star sign and your personality type if you know them
0: uh aries the myers Briggs one but the personality type i n f p t turbulent
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> Not yet A, whatever the A stands for.
0: Yeah, not totally.
1: Um, okay, and then based on what you know about me, based off this two-and-a-half-hour conversation that we've had, which is, oh, yeah, for context, Christopher and I have never met. This is our first, like, proper conversation um, because he pitched himself for Boy Confessions, which I appreciate. So based off... My online persona, I guess, that you've been exposed to and this conversation, what kind of relationship or man do you think I am prone to dating or do you think that I, or do you think would be best for me? And it's not like I actually have to like take this advice from you. I'm just, Mm -hmm. it's just like for episode research purposes.
0: I've listened to only one episode of your podcast that was with your Mm ex-boyfriend.
1: The guy that I dated before. Yeah, because
0: I just thought that was like an interesting like pitch. I've never seen someone like Mm -hmm. interview someone and Mm -hmm. like... After hearing him talk, I was like, oh, this like, this makes sense to me that she would date a guy like this, <laughs> <laughs> like, in the past, like, just, yeah, how he, yeah, how he talks and like who he is, like, it, I kind of feel like you like, that was past me, maybe, but that made sense.
1: Mm. I was very young.
0: <laughs> okay. Um.
1: <laughs> when I dated him. Like, I would never date him now, but like, obviously I did briefly. I-
0: but it was a good episode. It was good to watch.
1: I would love to know your thoughts on his opinion, though. Like, the things that he said, as a guy, like, listening to him.
0: He's, like, to me, like, he's kind of, like, internalized, like, not old, but, like, pick-up guy stuff. And then he's kind of, like, blended it with, like, the (laughs) modern interpretation of it, slash, make it, like, palatable for girls to hear these, like, opinions. But I'm being honest.
1: Well, he literally opened with... I've just reread the game and I think it's got value. I was like,
0: yeah, it's fine. like in a very, it, kind of, it reminds me a lot of like tech bros and like Silicon Valley, like kind of like recontextualizing stuff. He's aware he could be canceled for saying like certain things and like he, yeah. he but he can still like kind of present those opinions with like, oh, but I do this and this. It's kind of like the guy mm. who's like, I have black friends, so I'm not racist. Like that kind of, mm. that's how it felt.
1: He's whitewashed washed pickup culture.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I believe in like a lot of the values of, I guess, wokeness, like the core values, but the whole like formative, I do this, I believe in this, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 like where it gets to just this kind of saying like, I represent like this. I don't know how to Mm. describe it. I'm describing it very poorly. But, like, they don't believe in these things. (laughs) They're kind of just espousing them as, like, things to do, that makes sense. Yeah, or
1: their behavior is, like, contrary to the Mm. things that they say that they care about. You know, it's like, oh, you care about, like, wanting to be in a relationship. Then you dismiss any girl that indicates that she might want something serious Mm. too early on. Or, like, who doesn't seem sexually compatible with you. When that's not really the core of what a committed relationship is. Mm. You know? And then, like, I don't care about like the game but like i'm still using yeah like yeah techniques from it yeah i feel
0: like he, i feel like he could he would like call himself like a feminist but then also say like the game's actually got value it's like they kind of like contradict mm. each other who do you think
1: what kind of guy do you think would be best i think i like
0: contrast you? on that type of guy like i could see like a maybe more of like a golden retriever type guy like a simple guy you know like what's in his mind at all times because he's not thinking like that Mm. you know he's not scheming big muscles (laughs) maybe he has like a farm or something i don't know and you you just you have complete certainty because like he's not Mm. thinking on the level that it's not like he's dumb but it's like he's very transparent
1: he can leave the scheming to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay cool thank you so much for your time christopher we appreciate it a lot i hope that this was a somewhat enjoyable experience for you
0: that was good it was interesting (laughs) It's part of my, like, 30-year-old reflection.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Boy Confessions. Please let me know what you thought. And if you have any other like questions, comments, et cetera, for future episodes, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, SoundCloud at Amber Akiller, the meme page for this podcast at Friend.crush. Sign up for the newsletter so you can get updates, become a subscriber so you can get access to exclusive voice memo episodes and you can buy merch on the website friendcrush.club thank you so much for your support and yeah let me know what you thought of this episode stay safe out there (laughs) drink lots of water tell your friends and family that you love them stay hot and having fun obviously (laughs) love you so much speak soon bye